Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. A swing and a high fly ball. This could be trouble. It's at the wall. And it's a gunner. Welcome to Sports on a Sunday Morning. Oh, yeah. On America's Sports Voice. KMOX. He's the sponsor. They're, they're great. And uh, oh, look at this. We're live with Dan Deerdorf, who is my neighbor. And as I just found out, hi, Dan, how are you? How are things today, Hall of Famer Dan Deardorff? Tom, I'm doing well, and you're right. Uh, we're not even a, a sand wedge away from one another. We we could, uh, you and I could talk uh, with two tomato cans and a string in between. We could have easily, without question. Dan Deardorff, the Hall of Famer, is with us. And I'm really happy you're in my garage. Now, we do live very close to each other, but I, you have not been to my garage. I have been... Uh, to your wonderful home, and and you and your wonderful wife Debbie invited me to your home. We did a, a radio show. We taped a radio show there at one point. You are like literally down the hill from my house, but I didn't realize that you were home. At first, I thought you were in Michigan because I know you spend time there. Well, uh, yeah, I spent basically all summer in northern Michigan. As as wonderful as the summers are here in St. Louis, and it's so hard to leave and go up there where it's in the low 70s every day. Uh, we came home for a week, and uh, uh, and by the way, uh, you're right, I've never been in your garage. And now that I have found out that it's not air-conditioned, Tom, <laughs> I I will never be in your garage. So It's hot in here. Yeah. It's, it's just humid. What, what's the difference? What's the biggest difference between our weather and that Michigan weather? Is it the humidity? I mean, what, what do you love so much about being up there? Uh, yeah, the humidity is a big part of it. It never gets as humid up there as it does here, but generally it's, uh, you know, it, on average, it's probably 10 to 12 degrees cooler every day up there. If it's, if it's 90 here, it's in the upper seventies up there. Uh, generally it, let's put it this way. I, I we're watching the, the, the first year we were up there. We built our house up there probably, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago. We get our news out of a town called Traverse City, Michigan, which is 
about 80 miles south of where we are. And the weatherman is doing the weather. And the temperature for the last three or four days has been like 84. One day it hit 85. And he's saying, folks, just hang in there for another day or so. This oppressive heat wave is almost over. And we're rolling on the floor going, you people, you have no clue. You have no idea. They, You're like, yeah. they don't know what it's like to walk outside and have your sunglasses fog up because of the humidity. It's uh, completely different. You're like, I practice on AstroTurf in August, okay? Yeah, yeah, they ought to give that a try. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, that'll take you to a, a level of heat that you've never experienced before. Uh, Dan, uh, you have, uh, I've been up uh, in that area. It's beautiful up there. A long time ago, I went with uh, a great friend and, and his family and our, our friends. We went to Frankfurt, Michigan. So that's okay, sure. Be- beautiful area up there near Traverse City. Um, Dan, I, I'm so happy. There are so many people were excited, very, very excited that you were coming on the show. And I told you uh, the roster of guests that we've had on the show, but people were very, very excited to hear from you. And I, I think that it's, you're not only a familiar face to football fans, but also to St. Louisans. But I really think you represent just, it takes us all back. Hearing your voice this time of year makes us think of that normal routine of turning on the TV and catching some football. We all need a little bit of that. I know it's not going to be the same, uh, but it, it does feel good to, to see you and, and hear your voice again. Well, thank you. Um, I'm reeling a little bit. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. Uh, this is the uh, uh, this is the first year that I I don't have a football game to either uh, play in or or talk about uh, in decades. And we got to go all the way back to the '60s to uh, that. I, I'm you know I, I I do the Michigan games, and as you're well aware, the Big Ten along with the Pac-12 has elected. Uh, not to play this fall, and uh, I, I'm a little lost. Uh, we would have started the season uh, day after tomorrow, and uh, I'm a little, I'm, 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 a, I'm just floundering a little bit. Yeah, I understand. I do. It, it's different. It, it feels a lot different. You know, I'm an Indiana alum, and I get fired up for Big Ten football, and and I know that um, it is. Are you guys in the Big Ten? Oh, Tom, I'm, you know, a, that, was such, that was it's such low-hanging fruit. I am, I am so sorry. I, 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 you know, I'm better than that. I, I, <laughs> I sincerely apologize. I, and, and, you know, Bobby Knight would kick my butt if he well, heard. That's what we would say is we would say, see you on the basketball court. Now we can't really say that. I mean, IU is just not one of the elites like we used to be. Uh, Michigan has been quite successful. It's a little a little frustrating, but uh, Michigan has incredible tradition. And I know that you, you know, I have to think, Dan, you grew up in Canton, Ohio, that you highly respected Ohio State and that when you weren't recruited by Ohio State and you did make it to Michigan and you did play for Michigan and you did develop yourself, beating Ohio State had to have been one of the greatest thrills of your life to this day to be able to perform like you did well when you go to michigan you're there to beat ohio state when you go to ohio state the reason you're there 
is to beat Michigan. It's uh, uh, it, it, not everybody gets to be a part of a rivalry that is that intense and has that much history behind it. And um, yes, I'm, I'll forever be thankful that I was a part of something like that. And um, yeah, it's, I spent so many years in the National Football League and everything about my existence was about pro football. And six years ago, I, I, I got a chance to rekindle the memories of how much fun it is to be on a college campus and in a college football stadium on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. It's, it's so much different than pro football. The, the vibe, the, the alumni tailgating, the, it's, the, the band, it sounds hokey, but it, it's real. And I'm, I'm going to miss it desperately. I miss it as well, and I know that it's going to be back. I don't know when it's going to be back, Dan, but I know that it's going to be back in full force at some point. We just kind of have to be patient right now, don't we, and, and do our part. Well, it's, I feel bad for uh, – yeah, it, it's silly for me to sit here and, and wallow in, in, in pity when you just look at the collateral damage uh, with no college football. Uh, the restaurants and the hotels in all the college towns, the, uh, uh, every athletic department is laying off employees. Uh, a lot of them are canceling, just outright canceling other sports because football puts the bill for uh, the vast majority of an athletic department's budget. And there are so many people that are affected in so many different ways by what's going on in this country. Don't feel sorry for me, but I'm sorry if we're just talking about football. Yes, I'm feeling bad about it. It's uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's not all that important, but it's important to me. I know it, and it's important to to me as well. And it, and it makes me feel I'll miss getting up on Saturday mornings. There will be some college football, but it's yeah. not. It's and not that, be I, not, I think in a way that's going to make it worse. <laughs> yeah. I, that's the problem if you're a Big Ten guy or a Pac-12 guy. I mean, we're, we we got to watch everybody else play. And I know there's still question marks as to whether or not they're, they're going to be able to pull it off. And, you know, I, I certainly hope they, they can because if they don't, it's because people are getting sick. And I, I don't want that to happen. But it is going to be – I think everyone involved in Big Ten football is going – Wow, this is hard watching everybody else play, and, and we're not. Right. Uh, the NFL is going to play as we stand right now. Actually, you know what? Let me make an announcement. I, I don't think that uh, we've announced this publicly. As a matter of maybe, but I, I don't think we've made this formal announcement. I'm just going to do it right here on the Garage Happy Hour. KMOX this year will be the home of the Kansas City Chiefs. This well, you know, I wondered because when I was driving in this afternoon – I, I turned on the Mighty Mox and and I heard a promo for uh, the, the Chiefs game. And the way, the, I, I don't know who did the promo, I don't remember, but the way they worded it and phrased it, it kind of gave me that impression. So uh, I didn't realize it hadn't been announced before. So congratulations. There's uh, uh, 
Yeah, hey, it's Missouri's football team. It is. It is. Mitch Holtis, uh, Dane and Hughes, they've got a great crew over there. A couple of buddies of mine are on that crew, and we'll have the games, the radio games on KMOX, on the Chiefs uh, radio network, what do they call it, Chiefs Kingdom, uh, the, the Kingdom. So, is that really what they call it? Uh, that, that's the show is the Kingdom. And then they oh, have, okay. Yeah, they have the Chiefs. Uh, anyway, it's, it's going to be awesome. Well, we've had the Chiefs before. Um, we didn't have them during last year's Super Bowl run, and I'm excited that they're coming back to KMOX and we're going to have them on, and, and we'll have Chiefs games. Arrowhead Stadium is not going to be at full capacity, but they will have some fans there. It's going to be different. I know that from a TV standpoint, Dan, they're going to do all that they can to, to try to – they don't want it to be a watered-down product. I mean, they want the NFL to be exciting and for people to, to consume it just like they would on any Sunday. So we'll see how that works. Well, I'll, uh, I, I, I think I saw there something like 22% capacity or, or something like that. So there'll be fewer than 20,000 people in the stadium. Uh, they'll make, that's better than nobody uh, at Arrowhead. But wow, talk about, talk about one of the great environments in, in all of sport. I don't care, basketball, hockey, lacrosse, name your sport. Uh, taking in a Chiefs game at Arrowhead is always special. It's it's the closest the NFL has to a collegiate atmosphere. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Lambeau Field would be another one. And then on that list, for me, I know there's some good ones. I, I always liked going to Pittsburgh, but my top two were always Lambeau and Arrowhead. I don't, I don't know any that were better than that for me. Well, Arrowhead, where Arrowhead wins the award is – it, it, if you were ever to build a stadium and the surrounding environment, it's it's perfect for tailgating. Nobody has the surface parking adjacent to the stadium like Arrowhead does. And, they, you know, they just acre and acre of parking and people trying to outdo one another with their tailgate. It, it's the best smelling parking lot in the world by far. Uh, no question. You know what? Normally, we would wait a while to do a commercial, but it's probably appropriate that we're talking about this. We should do this now, Sam. Sam Masterson, our producer. What if you I actually found you actually found someone to pay to run a commercial on here? <laughs> I've had sponsors the whole time on the. Oh now. my yeah. god! I can't believe that. Uh, Dan Deardorf, that's great. Right uh, we'll go right back to it. Byerly RV is our sponsor for the Garage Happy Hour. And we paused for a break there to show off a beautiful four winds, uh, 28-foot RV from Byerly RV. Appreciate their sponsorship for sure. We'll go. We'll take uh, an opportunity to take a break here and go back to a little more of Dan Deardorf from my garage happy hour on Thursday. Isn't he something? Love him, man. Love him. Hall of Famer. I'm Tom Ackerman. Back in a moment on KMOX. KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Tom Ackerman back with you, continuing my conversation with Dan Deardorf on my Garage Happy Hour on the KMOX Sports Facebook page about his career. When you look at uh, the way media is today, uh, you would have a hard time convincing someone uh, that a town could be completely dominated by an AM radio station. You know, the FM came along and that was going to be the end of AM radio. And it, 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 it's, it's an incredible story 
what Robert Hyland did with KMOX Radio and the way that if it didn't happen on KMOX, it, it basically didn't happen in St. Louis. And you needed his blessing and KMOX's blessing to do just about anything. And I know this, uh, I would not have a broadcasting career if it wasn't for the fact that Robert Island gave me a chance to go on the air at KMOX. And let me just tell you something. I, I remember days sitting in the sports office and I'm sitting there with Jack Buck and Dan Kelly and Bob Costas and Bill Wilkerson and Gary Bender. And we are all sitting in there and I'm thinking to myself, I, I don't have to pay to be here. I, I, I would have written a check just to sit there, but it, it was magical. Well, and I'll give you some credit here because you came in. You actually were on the air while you were a player with the Cardinals. And, and I'll always be thankful to Bill Bidwell for that. He allowed me to work at X. although, quite frankly, I think he was afraid of Robert Hyland. So that was probably uh, had something to do with it. But, yeah, my last five years of my career, I worked at the, I worked at the radio station as well as for the Cardinals. I mean, you did talk. You did football. You did Mr. Yes. Football. You did hockey. You did boxing. <laughs> well, wrestling. yeah, yeah. When you do hockey with Dan Kelly, let me tell you, yeah, I, I, the extent of my hockey broadcasting was reminding everyone that Saturday night was calendar night. That was that. Was, that I didn't. Uh, you'll never hear a memorable call of uh, of a crucial goal being scored with me talking about it. Uh, that no. That was a no-go. You are a fine connoisseur of restaurants. You and Jim Hart at Deardorff and Hart's for, what, 30 or so years? 33 years, yep. You know restaurants, but what was it like walking to a restaurant with Dan Kelly? Well, first of all, it didn't happen until about 1030 at night. That was part of the problem. The year I worked with Dan Kelly on the Blues, I think I gained 20 pounds. And Dan, we'd go out to eat a giant dinner after the hockey game was over. We'd be sitting at the charcoal house or somewhere on the hill or something, and we're eating at like 1130 at night. And uh, I'll never forget Jack Buck introduced Dan Kelly uh, at a banquet one time, and he said, yeah, here's Dan Kelly, a man whose goal in life is to eat as much and drink as much as close to midnight as possible and then just go to bed and let it lie there. He goes, He's a human compost heap. <laughs> that's what he called. That's what Jack Buck called Dan Kelly one time. Oh, yeah. A lot of fun. The best MC of all time. You know, Jack Buck is talked about in so many different ways, but the, those of us who knew him well and got to see him here in St. Louis, and I mean many of the people watching you and I on the show right now, got to see him in his element. When he walked into a room, whether it was someone's house, or a restaurant, or a, a gathering of six or seven hundred people. He had the room. Never been, never been anybody that good. And uh, uh, you know, I I know, you know, we're just a little backwater town here in Missouri. And you know, Jack was everything to us. But the, I'm telling you, I've I've been to a few rodeos. Jack Buck uh, could take command of a dais and run a dinner and entertain everybody 
and his sense of timing. Uh, he knew when to tell a great joke. He knew when to ridicule someone. He knew when to make fun of himself. He had a gift. Now he worked at it. I, I'd get a, my phone would ring at two in the afternoon and it'd be Jack and he'd go, Hey, big boy. He goes, uh, I gotta go do something. And he'd say, what Kiwanis club he, he said, you heard a good one lately. Uh, I mean, he was, he worked it. I, I, it didn't just happen by accident. Well, that's big that he would ask you too. You, you two are very close. And I, I've told you this before. I hear him when you talk, I, I, you picked up a lot from him. I know. And you were a great MC yourself. Well, the first time I ever got a chance to work, uh, a football game. It, 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 it was doing the radio in 1984 of the football Cardinals and the broadcast team for the football Cardinals that year was uh, Jack Buck and myself. If you can imagine that we were the uh, radio team for the, uh, for the football team. And those hours that I spent with Jack, I did, I did Missouri that year as well with uh, Bill Wilkerson and uh, John Rooney, and but look, what I learned from Jack, just things, we'd go to a commercial break and he'd have some advice about, you know, Dan, the last, uh, in the last segment, you used the word incredible like three times. He said, you gotta get like a Rolodex of your adjectives. And when you use one, put it away and don't recycle it for a while because uh, people at home, it'll, that's all they'll hear after a while. And I, he, he would just, I, I learned so much from him. He was so gracious. If he likes you, he was so gracious. <laughs> if, if you ran afoul of Jack's temper, which I, Tom, I hope you never did, uh, it wasn't pretty. But he was a wonderful man. Dan Deardorff, the Hall of Famer on my Garage Happy Hour. And yes, I had a great, very blessed to be have been able to work with Mr. Buck for five years uh, my start here at KMOX and developed a great relationship with him, and that's what he would do. He would take people under his wing, and and that was all walks of life. So many people were touched by Jack Buck. Dan Durdorf's a good man, too, and our entire conversation on the Garage Happy Hour can be seen on the KMOX Sports Facebook page. All of them are there on KMOX.com as well. The Garage Happy Hour, it's live every Thursday at 5.30 on the KMOX Sports Facebook page. Also on Twitter at KMOX Sports. It does very well on Twitter also. Thank you very much. And John Moselock, the Cardinals President of Baseball Operations, is next here. Sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Our thanks to Dan Deardorff for being with us in the first hour. Mike Schilt, the Cardinals manager. We're joined now by Cardinals president of baseball operations, John Mosellock. Mo, good morning. It's 1134 on a Sunday morning. You have a night game, and things are good right now. Coming off a doubleheader win. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to be with you. You know, Mike Schilt was great, always great after a couple of wins, of course, but he's always good. He's always good on Sunday morning. And last Sunday morning, we talked after a very difficult loss, and it was just before Adam Wainwright was going to take the hill. And the rest, as they say, is history. What an unbelievable performance, and I believe plays a big part in what has jump-started the team once again as they are in position here in the NL Central. Do you believe that? Well, I think when you look at what Wayno's been able to do for us is, you know, going back to even 
you know, last Sunday, our, our bullpen was on fumes. Club was coming off a tough loss on Saturday. And, you know, really, he just kind of, like, gave us a chance to reset. And then, you know, even yesterday in that first game, being able to go as deep as he was into that game, again, allowed everything to, to sort of fall back in line. So there's been multiple occasions in this short season where he's been able to let us reset. And the type of schedule we have, especially um, as, we, as we enter this next week, it's going to be very challenging, in, in, in other words, to make sure that we can cover innings and get outs. And so when a starter takes us into deep into a game, it really allows everything else to sort of normalize or reset. And, and that's exactly what Wayno has been able to do. And when I ran into him last night, I was just like, you know, look, you've been our rock. I mean, like every time I start to really start to panic on how we're going to have to think about pitching, he's come through. So, you know, we're very fortunate about that. Um, you know, as uh, we sort of joke in the clubhouse. So, yep, yesterday was a great day, got two wins. We feel good. But in this type of season, when you have this type of schedule, it's, it's, you're, you're really sort of looking at it every day. And so you have to put yesterday behind us. You can certainly enjoy the moment, but now it's on to the next one. And so with two doubleheaders this week, you know, already starting to try to plan and think how we can capture that. Uh, we are fortunate we have an off day in between, but still, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a pressure cooker. That's for sure. And like you and I have said when we were asked the question on in different uh, arenas, you know, what is the baseball season going to look like? How far will it go? And my answer always, and I think yours was too, is let's just get to tomorrow. And here we are. Tomorrow is here, and Dakota Hudson is starting because KK can't. Uh, you had to put him on the IL after an emergency room visit. Uh, the kidney ailment, it sounds like, from what I understand, that things are going well with him now. That's certainly the most important thing. How is his health? Um, I think it's pointed in the right direction. Obviously, a very uh, scary moment for, for him and, and really all of us. It's not something you want to wake up to, a text like that, because uh, um, you're sort of learning as you go here, of course. But but that's been kind of our year. And, and that's why, like, you know, trying to get two out in front of ourselves doesn't make a lot of sense. And, you know, my hope is, and my fingers are crossed, that we will get KK back at some point this year. And um, obviously that'll be a much-needed lift. He was throwing the ball very well for us. Another guy that, that gave us chances to win games when he was pitching. And, you know, it's always a test when you lose those types of players. But um, he's on his way back to St. Louis. Um We'll monitor his medication, and you know, hopefully by the end of this week, we'll have a pretty good idea if he's going to be able to, to rejoin us. It is definitely a year of challenges and things that we've really never faced before, and now also the situation with Dexter Fowler, who has been dealing with a, a stomach, I'd say, ailment, I guess, for a while, and, and that medication um, puts him in a compromising position with COVID, so you've had to sit him out for a while. Of course, we wish the best for Dex. How do you see that situation right now? Well, it's a little different than KK's in the sense that that his is more related to COVID in the sense of it compromises his immune system. Mm -hmm. So um, really just going to have to see how things work for him. I, I did um, have a text thread with him yesterday. He said the, the medication is working, so that's definitely encouraging. He's feeling better. And, um, you know, really in about seven to ten days, we'll sort of revisit where he's at 
and then make a decision if there's a, a chance he can rejoin us. But fingers crossed he can. He sent a little Instagram post, I think that was yesterday or the day before, when the Vegas Golden Knights, that was two days ago when they pulled out their win. He was pretty happy about that, big Golden Knights fan. I was just happy to see him happy. Uh, that's Dexter Fowler. We talked about Kwong Young Kim, and I would imagine that a return of Carlos Martinez would be welcomed once he can get on the mound and start some games for you, John. Again, it's it's all about innings. So yeah. if, if Carlos can come back and contribute, which is the plan, um, you know, we'd certainly welcome that. Uh, clearly, you know, this team is going to be tested by uh, having to deal with injuries and having to deal with schedules. So between the two, uh, you know, when you can eke out some wins and, and take that step forward, you feel good about things. And the innings were eaten by Adam Wainwright last night, like a plate of Pappy's barbecue. He was just something else, man. And he gets the job done, and the Cardinals end up sweeping that doubleheader, and we should not overlook Austin Gomber, who you've talked about for a long time. You've brought his name up for a number of years as someone that the organization felt very strongly about, and he stepped up, didn't he? I mean, you had Dakota Hudson was supposed to start last night. He'll start today because of KK's ailment. And Gomber got it started for you in a bullpen win. Yeah, a couple of things um, that were encouraging. I mean, once he settled down and, and started throwing strikes, I mean, his stuff's good enough to pitch, but you got to have command of the strike zone. And he started to, to do that, which was helpful. I mean, obviously, when you're on a 50 to 60 pitch count, you don't want to leave uh, too many in the ball category, right? You got to be throwing strikes. You got to be working around the strike zone. And, once he settled into that, he became much more effective. And, you know, fortunately, we were able to, to piecemeal that game together last night. And, and it all started with Wayno going deep in the first. And so hopefully today we can get a good start, allow the bullpen to sort of catch its breath, and then uh, play again here tomorrow in Chicago afternoon, tomorrow afternoon, and then uh, two games back in St. Louis. So, it's going to be, again, very fluid, and um, we'll just keep trying to manipulate the roster as best we can to stay fresh. That's for sure. John Mosellock is with us on KMOX as we look forward to this upcoming week. Andrew Miller came in and came off that 10-day uh, off situation and pitched uh, a bunch of, well, good inning for you. A donut, as Mike Maddox, your pitching coach, would say. And the Cardinals won the game 5-1 to one in Game 2 of that doubleheader. You know, I, I really, when I think about this ball club, uh, there are a lot of similarities to last year, and you managed expectations on this show and, and in other places about the trade deadline. You're very real and straightforward with us and said, look, this is going to be complicated and tricky. And so I, I don't believe anybody thought that something major would happen. I know that you're always looking to improve the club at the trade deadline, and here you are with a winning record since the deadline. Just take us through... Uh, a week ago, and how you saw it in, in terms of, uh, again, this roster being quite complicated in a complicated year. Yeah, it just was not – there's not a whole lot to talk about here. We we just weren't focused on, on looking at, at trades when we had to deal with our COVID IL in relationship to our 40-man. So it's, it was – it wasn't that we were ignoring deals or, or, or not looking around. I mean, we certainly had some people that were dedicated to that in our office that were exploring what, what something might look like, but it just wasn't the right timing for us, um, given everything that was going. You know, I could envision if it was around September 15th, we might have a better view of this. But, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, when you really think about the, the St. Louis Cardinals, 
as a team, we've been together for five games. And I know that seems a little ridiculous given where we are today, but it was one of those first five games of the season was the team we thought we were going to have. And, you know, here we are still, you know, waiting Carlos Martinez to return. We're still, you know, trying to decide what we're going to look like. And then you lose people like Fowler and Kim in this period. So it's just whatever you think you've planned, it's going to change. And so, you know, the easiest way that we've tried to, adapt to that is just remain flexible. Um, basically, have a staff call every morning just to review the roster, make sure that we uh, haven't <clears throat> had any oversights, and then we go on and play the game. That you do, and we have a game tonight in Chicago for the St. Louis Cardinals, a night game, 6.08 right here on KMOX. Hudson against Leicester. Cardinals are two and a half out in the NL Central. A lot of baseball still to go, including tonight's game. John, we appreciate the visit as always. Thank you for that, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, Tommy. Thank Bye-bye. you. President of Baseball Operations, John Mozeliak, checking in on sports on a Sunday morning as always. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back with Ron Jacober, the one-time host of this show. Well, actually, long-time host of the show, I should say. Back in a moment on KMOX. From KMOX Sports. Here's the pitch. Welcome back to Sports on a Sunday Morning. On America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Wilkins a rebound. Lenny gets out of trouble. Brings it down to the front court to Pettit. Now to Hagen. He stumbles. Back to Bob. 15-footer up. No good. They scramble for the ball. It's on the court. Picked up by Bob. Given to Wilkins. Wilkins out to Chico Vaughn. At the foul line. One-hander. No good. But tipped in by Pettit. Uh, The great voice of Buddy Blattner, the longtime St. Louis Hawks play-by-play man, and right here on KMOX, we'll tell you why we're talking about Buddy Blattner in just a moment. But first, I want to welcome back a big name in KMOX history, play-by-play man, talk show host, and host of this very program, Sports on a Sunday Morning. Good morning, Ron Jacober. How are you? I'm fine, Tom. 25 years I did that, by the way, on Sunday morning. But on April the 7th, by the way, it was great hearing Dan Deardorff. April the 7th, 1987, Bob Hyland called me at 7 in the morning and said, when can you come in and how little can you work for? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I showed up in a three-piece suit for the only time ever at KMOX. And the first thing I did was do Sports Open Line with Dan Deardorff that night. So it was great to hear Dan. No, it is. I, I love hearing him, and we got to get you on the Garage Happy Hour. i got to figure out how to make that. Uh, we got to work that out. Ron sure. Jacober, it's so great. How are you doing, first of all? This has been a very challenging year, and I know you and I have been in communication during it, but how has 2020 gone for uh, Ron Jacober? Well, you know, it's been a tough year because of my son's death. But uh, other than that, you know, we just have a big case of, cabin fever <laughs> because there's just not much we can do unfortunately especially at our age so we're, we're okay we're healthy i guess that's the good news but it's been okay but uh, david's death has really been difficult to get over i know it's hard and uh, we our hearts go out to you and i've uh, told you how important he was he texted me uh while you were sitting next to me during the stanley cup parade <laughs> and said yeah. you know you tell your tell him uh, how much uh, I, I appreciate this, and he was just uh, loving the fact that, that I had brought you out of retirement to co-host our coverage there, co-anchor our coverage. Yeah. That was a really good time. It's amazing to think back um, to that, like 
that just happened a year ago. That there's no way that could ever happen. No, I, I agree with you. And I, I, I tell people, you know, being at Camelax downtown where we were for so many years, we saw the big crowds of Fourth of July and all that business. I've never seen anything close to that for any of the other celebrations, including Fourth of July, until that Blues Day. It was it was wall-to-wall people from the arts all the way back to the old courthouse. It was astonishing, the turnout for St. Louis for the Blues when they won the Stanley Cup. Probably, you know, if they win it again, it'll be great, but that will never be duplicated, I don't think. What do you think about the St. Louis Cardinals and all the things they've had to go through, for goodness sakes? Well, that's, it's been an incredible difficult year, and I'm, I'm surprised they're over 500 and in contention. A pitching is a key to that team, to me. Now, I know offensively, they've done fairly well in recent games, but to me, the reason they are where they are is because their depth of pitching. And, you know, we see guys that we've never seen before, but they come in and do a pretty good job for the most part. But, uh, you know, the Cardinals have done a great job in that regard in terms of, of uh, acquiring and, and uh, drafting of great young arms. And Ron, you've always been a great fan and friend of the soccer community. And what were your thoughts when St. Louis City SC broke out their name, crest, and colors and made it official? They are ready to go for 2023. Yeah, ready to go. I, I was not, I was underwhelmed. <laughs> I got to tell you, if you wanted to be honest about it, with St. Louis City, but I, I'll get used to it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, I, I think that Bill McDermott, a good friend of both of us, had what I thought was a great name. He wanted to, he suggested St. Louis Legacy because of the legacy of soccer in, in the St. Louis community. I thought that would have been a great name. But, of course, we don't have anything to say about it. And I'm sure they've re- researched it well, Tom, and it'll go over fine. The logo is okay, but I'm just not crazy about the St. Louis City, but whatever. Well, that's why we love you, because you tell it like it is. And I know there are a lot of people in the audience that probably agree with you. It'll take some time getting used to. I personally do like it, and I've explained why. But uh, it's going to be fun to have those three sports teams all on the same street, I'll tell you that. Uh, this, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry it's going to be an extra year, though, but before mm-hmm. they start. But because of this pandemic and everything. It is. Everything seems to be delayed or changed. This is a year unlike any other. Yet uh, some golf tournaments and charity events have continued to press on, and you are involved in one. And I want to bring in Tim Murch right now, uh, who is once again in charge of the Buddy Fund Golf Tournament. And, Tim, good morning. It's great to have you on KMOX Radio. What was it like to hear Mr. Blattner on that Hawks call? Yeah, I'll tell you, it never gets old, Tom. You know, good morning to you and, and Ron, and it's just a, a privilege and a pleasure to be able to talk about Buddy and uh, the legacy that he's left with us with the Buddy Fund. Ron is going to serve as your MC on September 18th with that great event. Tell us about it. Yeah, I'll tell you. So Buddy Blattner started a charity in 1962 called the Buddy Fund, and he wanted to start a a uh, charity that provided sporting goods and equipment for underserved at-risk kids in the metropolitan area. And he was given a brand-new convertible Cadillac down at the old Keel, brought it out to center court, and it was a surprise. And uh, right in front of 12,000 people at the old Keel, he said, I want to give this back. I'm honored. Uh, I'm humbled, but I want to give it back and take the proceeds and start a charity to buy sporting goods and equipment for at-risk kids. So at this point in time, uh, we've raised over $3 million, and we positively affect over 15,000 kids a year in the metropolitan area. We've got uh, about 75 recipient organizations, uh, from the police athletic leagues to boys and girls clubs, K-Life, Live for Life, 
Boys Hope, Girls Hope, and, and many others. And it's pretty much the same thing with all of them. Uh, we're changing lives through sports of the underserved at-risk kids. Educate them, keep them off the streets. And we just can't do enough, especially what's going on in the in the world today and in our metropolitan area. And Tim, finally, you know, how, how do people uh, get in touch? Yeah, so uh, what you can do is go to buddyfund.org. And uh, we've got uh, the good news is we are sold out of foursomes. But the, the great news is we've got an incredible auction this year. It's going to be entirely online, dozens and dozens of outstanding items. And you can uh, you can give. Go ahead, Tom. No, that's fine. And uh, and Ron, in, in about thirty seconds, I know you're proud to serve as the MC. No question, because when I was growing up, I had two idols: Buddy Blyden and Jack Buck. Buddy was the best basketball play-by-play guy on radio I've ever heard. And I know it goes back a long time. A lot of the young audience probably do not re- do not remember him, of course, but he was unbelievable. He was terrific. BuddyFund.org. Easily find all the information there. Tim Merch, Ron Jacober, we appreciate it. James O'Sullivan's our producer. I'm Tom Ackerman. Cardinal Baseball tonight. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.